welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast where we take some of your favorite things like Christmas and fairy tales and we put them in a blender and maybe it'll come out right, but probably not. No, this is a Frankenstein of a Christmas movie. <laughs> we are so excited to talk to you about it. We're talking about your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on all of the cheesy romance networks like Hallmark, Lifetime, Netflix, and more. But we got a special one for you today. What do we got, Hannah? Today, we're going to be talking about a movie called A Snow White Christmas. Um, so before we even get into anything, yes, of course, we're going to do our whole thing where we tell you the entire plot of the movie, blah, 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 blah. If you haven't seen this movie, in order to follow along, I sort of feel like you should stop the podcast and watch this movie and then come back. <laughs> this was on Ion TV. and Yeah, it, it aired initially on Ion on December 9th, 2018. Um, it can be found other places, it seems like. Just, it is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Oh, my God. Okay, I guess let's just jump into it then. Yeah. Because, whew. All right. This is the book that is written about the movie by Ion. (laughs) When Blanca Snow is faced with spending Christmas with her dastardly stepmother, Victoria, she attempts to fulfill her late father's wishes and create new memories as a family. However, Victoria plots to edge Blanca out of her father's inheritance and keep the money and his mansion for herself. She plans to renovate the house by hiring a talented designer, Lucas Prince, but when he falls in love with Blanca, Victoria is jealous and outraged. With the help of her assistant, Zane, Victoria has Blanca hypnotized so she will forget everyone and everything about her father's will. When Blanca wakes up in a quaint motor lodge out of town with severe amnesia, she receives the help of seven quirky friends, the Holly Jollies, to help her figure out her life. While attempting to regain her memory, she finds herself the object of affection to both house painter Hunter and Lucas Prince. But who can she trust? And will she finally remember her past and stop Victoria from stealing everything her father built? And it stars Michelle Randolph, Liam McNeil, and Carolyn Hennessy. So here we go. Here's our retelling of this fairy tale Christmas abomination. Once upon a time, in a faraway land, or just in Massachusetts, lived the fairest maiden in all the land. Having been born on Christmas, her parents name her Blanca. It was snowing at the time, and she was the candied apple of her father's eye. After the death of her mother, her father remarried a woman who hid her true nature, but her hatred of Blanca's beauty and kindness became clear after Blanca's father passed away. Though his estate was set to be split equally between his wife and his daughter, Blanca's stepmother was a materialistic woman who was not about to let this girl Get everything she'd ever wanted. Okay, so we'll back up and do details a little bit. Yeah. 
Blanca Snow, played by Michelle Randolph, is living in the house she grew up in, working at her family candy company, waiting for her 25th birthday on Christmas when she and her stepmother, Victoria, played by Carolyn Hennessy, will legally split her father's estate. She is so kind-hearted, one would never know that she was raised in a wealthy home and doted upon. One day, she's introduced to Hunter, played by Liam McNeil, the nephew of a friend, and there is an instant. Victoria wants to steal Blanca's inheritance. If she can get Blanca out of town for Christmas, then she'll miss the meeting where documents are to be signed, and Victoria can get everything. Plus, Victoria is out to snag her a new man, specifically a young man named Lucas Prince, who is a hot young architect. But the moment Lucas enters the home and sees Blanca, he only has eyes for her. She's rich and the right level of beauty for him, or the rich belle to his Gaston, (laughs) to be frank, if you will. Uh, Lucas has also brought along his partner, who just happens to be Hunter. But Lucas can't see the connection, and Blanca is too kind to deny his request for a date. Lucas is whining and dining Blanca, and Victoria is losing it. Blanca likes Lucas, sure, but it's more of a, like, take it or leave it kind of, like, you know, like, well, whatever. And Hunter is leaving her little gifts. Uh, which she really finds sweet. And Victoria decides that the only thing to do to get Blanca out of the way is to place a spell on her so she forgets everything about the business and her inheritance. So they call a hypnotist or or a witch. I don't know. know. (laughs) Uh, While conducting the spell, Zane is on the phone and inadvertently adds a clause to the spell because that's how spells work, I guess making it reversible with true love kiss. But no matter, they'll dump Blanca in some small town motel and Lucas won't find her and it won't be an issue. I just can't, like, I can't get past, I'm just going to pause the story just to put in a what the fuck right here. (laughs) I cannot get past that they were like, this is hypnosis, let's hypnotize her. Sure, fine, got it. But then there's this spell and Zane, like, somehow puts a clause in there like just do it again (laughs) what (laughs) what is it get your facts straight anyway sorry (sighs) let's go back okay so blanca's been hypnotized spell whatever you have so like she's being put into this motel she wakes up in this spessart motor lodge she doesn't remember how or why she's there but is happy enough to make it home plus There's a traveling Christmas band called the Holly Jollies with a December residency at the local pub, and they are also staying at this motel. So, built-in friends. And Blanca being Blanca, she wastes no time in making the place more homey and Christmassy, which, of course, she posts on her social media, which somehow Victoria and Zane forget is like a thing. So that is how Lucas instantly finds her. (laughs) So their plan to have her hide there is moot. Yeah. Oh, we will get it. That is part of (laughs) one of my many, many, many what the fucks. Yes. Uh, but the spell, of course, has make, made her forget Lucas. She has no idea who this weird man is who keeps insisting that they are in love, uh, even though he doesn't really know anything ab- 
about her that she finds like important. And he keeps describing these dates where she's like, I don't think I would like that. (laughs) Um, Back at home, Victoria and Zane decide to send Hunter to this lodge to keep Lucas away from Blanca as like a cock block kind of situation, telling him that she has some stress-induced amnesia and that Lucas is bound to make it worse, not noticing, I guess, that like they are making heart eyes at each other like hardcore. Yeah, no one seems to notice that Hunter and Blanca have like chemistry so blanca is pretty freaked out by lucas he's a bit intense but hunter makes her feel comfortable Uh, they seem to enjoy similar things he doesn't claim to know her from the before times and he's not pushing her to be someone that she's not Um, so lucas tries numerous times but since he's not changing his strategy lucas keeps failing we're in love damn it she's like no get away from me And when Victoria dangles the possibility of a magazine cover story on him, if he comes to renovate her house, he leaves town. Yeah. Hunter, on the other hand, though no longer needed, decides to ignore Victoria and stay in town for Christmas with Blanca, because they are clearly falling for each other. For an early Christmas gift, Hunter gives Blanca a meaningful present, which is a picture in a frame of her and her dad and he painted the frame like my nephew often does for me i don't really understand like it's meaningful when a two-year-old gives it to you but when a 35 year old does it it's a little less meaningful he's an artist he drew little like red x snowflakes on it my artist Uh, was in quotes (laughs) (laughs) oh we are gonna also talk about his art um and they kiss and since one one kiss kiss means forever this is clearly true love and blanca starts to remember yes the spell is broken and her memories come flooding back So the next morning, Blanca wakes up and goes to talk to Hunter, but overhears him on the phone with Zane. Now that she remembers pretty much everything, she realizes that he's been lying to her. Deception! And and based on the part of the conversation that she hears, thinks that he's in cahoots with Victoria, so leaves in a huff before hearing Hunter refuse to do Zane and Victoria's bidding. Blanca is devastated and wants nothing more to do with Hunter. Meanwhile, Victoria has arrived at the meeting with a lawyer, letter in hand, claiming that Blanca has forfeited her share of the inheritance. It's still Christmas Eve, but if Blanca doesn't challenge the letter by 8 p.m. on Christmas Day, the lawyer will accept it, which also, we are getting into this hardcore. Uh, Back at the lodge, Hunter gets the band to help him convince Blanca that he thought he was helping her when he was lying to her. Like, he he wasn't doing it for a malicious purpose. Uh, And it isn't until he mentions that he thinks Victoria was doing this for money that Blanca remembers that she has to go get her inheritance. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that thing. So Victoria's throwing a Christmas party on Christmas Day night. (laughs) The lawyer is there, and at five minutes to eight, when there's still no sign of Blanca, she agrees to start signing this paperwork. Just then, Blanca, Hunter, and all seven holly jollies burst in. Victoria's fraud is found out, and since there's actually a fraud clause in the will, not like a Santa Claus, but a 
fraud clause. Get it? Nah, nah, nah. Um, Victoria gets nothing. You lose. <laughs> you get nothing. Boo-hoo, Victoria. Lucas is also at this party and tries to rekindle things with Blanca, but she wants none of it. <laughs> that night, Hunter apologizes and he and Blanca reconcile. Blanca remembers that true love's kiss was the reason the spell broke, so it must be true love. So I guess that, you know, she's like, I gotta trust it because the spell is broken. One year later, they're back at the pub with the Holly Jollies having their wedding reception because that's where everybody wants to get married is a pub on Christmas. Or a bowling alley (laughs) at Halloween. <laughs> See, true love forever. We called it all of that. And Victoria and Zane are stuck working at the candy company, completely broke and miserable. So, karma, bitches. <laughs> karma. Not in. There's a little bit at the end, though, that that infers that Lucas and Victoria might be hooking up in Paris later, but then, like, Lucas never calls her back in this one year later situation, and it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Lucas asks her out, then finds out that she doesn't have any money, and then is like, never mind. It's basically. Um, <laughs> it's very bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the, the ending with, uh, I mean, there's, a, there's a, a few, like, other movies entered my head for this. Like, Ever After? Yes. So, the, the end is Ever After. Yeah. Like, no question. And Lucas... I, this this may be too weird of a deep cut. Did you ever watch the the Swan Princess? Yeah. Lucas is the early version of the prince in that movie because she's like, "You're beautiful. What else is there?" <laughs> so true. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, okay. So we have we have a long scroll of what the fucks I think between us. Um, oh, so yeah. I think you should begin, Hannah, since you made me watch this movie. All right. So, okay. I'm just going to start with this because it bothered me the whole movie. She's turning 25. I didn't look it up because I didn't want to know the true ages. I don't think it's possible for Hunter to be younger than 35. He looks so much older than she does to me. Like, like inappropriately older. Should I look it up? I'm going to know. He's 38. Oh, she, wow. Yeah, you're absolutely right. She is just now 25. So right. she's very young. Okay. Right. He he looks, it was like, uncom- it was uncomfortable to me that she, she just felt like, it was like, you're like genuinely robbing the cradle, sir. Back off. Gross. Yeah. Uh, so that was one of mine. Um. So Hunter is hired by Lucas and Victoria and Zane, I don't really understand who exactly, to paint a mural in their house. Is yes. that a thing? Yes, it is a thing. I um, mean, I guess so, but... Because in, in the United States of Terra, that's her job um, uh, on that TV show. People do get murals in their houses and it's a thing. But the thing about it is, and this is one of my what the fucks also is generally when you're designing a mural, like sometimes you sketch it first with like pencil or whatever. So you have your plan. The wall that he's painting a mural on has a couch up next to it. (laughs) 
and you see him painting and all he's painting so far are these little little trees like little trees so he had but he has no plan like he has a bit of a drop cloth down but like who knows if the wall is prepped it is definitely not a wall that they have anticipated doing a mural on like i'm sorry (laughs) it is bad it's laughable because he's got these little sticks oh it's terrible i mean also we don't know what the mural is supposed to be but you would think that if if this is a Victoria request, this is a picture of Victoria. That that is sort of the the vibe you get. Sure. He's drawing trees. He seems like the wrong person. He his art. Okay, let's just jump into his art because <laughs> I have a lot of problems. So we've talked a little bit about this uh picture frame that he bought at Michaels and and painted white and then put red snowflakes on. Yeah. Um he also gives Blanca a Christmas present. I hate this Christmas present. <laughs> he he has stenciled a carnation. I think it's supposed to be a rose. Okay. It looks more like but a it carnation. It looks like a carnation. Yeah. Yep. Uh, onto a board and given it to her. Now, when I say stenciled, I do mean like... Stenciled. Stenciled. Like there's, there's no possible way to get the, this look without stenciling. And the colors are red and green. He did not mix anything. Nope. He did not do anything interesting. Nope. And it's on like untreated wood, like a butcher yeah. block. You would buy this at like a cozy cottage gift st- store for a markup of $10. I would even say you would buy this at Michael's in the $1 bargain bin or <laughs> or this is an activity that you did with five-year-olds when you're yeah. babysitting. This is a child's gift. He keeps giving her gifts that I would expect to receive from my nephew, who, again, is two. I'm waiting for the popsicle stick birdhouse. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, my nephew has given me picture frames, like, that I genuinely like better. And as my brother-in-law told me, he he painted that these picture frames with his hands and his feet and his butt so that is the level that we are talking damn it i was gonna get you a butt frame for christmas he's stealing my art damn you he's a really good artist you just you just took one of my my anti-pretty parades which there are many yeah no. i mean it is just bananas i hate his art so much <laughs> So, okay. So let's talk a little bit about, I have, my major what the fuck is like about like names. There's a okay. bunch of like naming things that happen in this. So these, this movie definitely recalls the like original Snow, well, not I'm not going to say, it, this is the Disney Snow White. Yeah. It's, except it goes to the version of Snow White where she falls for the hunter and not the prince. Yes. Yeah. Um. Which I'm unfamiliar with that version. but I, I don't know if it was ever like an original, but like it did become a thing. Like that's what Snow White and the Huntsman is too. So yeah, well, yeah. yeah. So there you go. But um, so his name is obviously Hunter. He's the Huntsman in this thing. Lucas Prince is obviously this prince, whatever. Victoria is just a bitchy name. And her name is Blanca, which I hate because I think Bianca is such a better like version. I keep thinking her name is Bianca. Right. And then it's like... It's not. It isn't. And the, her her reasoning for this is her name is Blanca because it was snowing. 
um, when she was born, which I'm like, okay, Blanca is kind of like white, but does that mean snow? Like it doesn't. So this doesn't make sense. Her last name is Snow. It's already dumb. So her name is White Snow, (laughs) not Snow White. Gross. Also, the Holly Jollies are the seven dwarves. And I'm going to say that I liked this part because they have the best like like jazz versions of these like so hap is happy he's like the main person and then there's like chew who is like the sneezy of this but my favorite was that dopey was natalie <laughs> there, so i wrote them all down please so we have happy we have doc or we have hap doc z this is sleepy chew nat oscar which I think is for Oscar the Grouch, meaning grumpy. Yeah, I think you're right. And Tim. <laughs> Tim is bashful. Um, maybe for maybe for timid. Maybe that's what it maybe. is. Maybe it was like like I, there was a little bit of a like. Okay, like follow, follow. What? It, it, made, it made me think of um, the the Holy Grail. Uh, John Cleese, like big sorcerer, and he goes, "There are those that call me." Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little, but it w- it was definitely like one of these like weird. It w- yeah. it was weird. It was so it was so weird. But I actually kind of liked their versions of it, and that it was just like Natalie. <laughs> Nat is dopey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did enjoy also weirdly this. This sounds like it would be a negative, but it's not that. You really only have to deal with Hap. The rest of them are just there in yeah. the background. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they're here, but don't worry about it. There's a, okay, so here's a what the fuck um, concerning the Holly Jollies. Um, I liked that we didn't have an overabundance of like activity with the dwarves. We just dealt with Hap. I thought that was a fine way of dealing with this. But one of the first times that she goes to hear them sing at the pub is, there, so you're oh my god so i, think I know where you're going with yes um so she's sing she's there and you see like um a kind of a far off shot of them performing on stage and they're moving around like they're performing but there's no music playing at all and because it's supposed like you know fix it in post we're supposed to add the music later and then like so it's like a good like what 30 seconds or a minute of of watching this and then all of a sudden people start clapping and she's like oh my god that was so great and i was like nothing is happening <laughs> so at multiple times in the pub there are sound problems yes i guess because there's also like there's a walk and talk between her and hunter i believe in the pub where you can hear her continue to say the sentence and her mouth stops moving it's just like it's really like i understand that it's probably one of the harder places to do sound in in terms of this movie yeah but they did not get somebody who knew what they were doing clearly um but you actually went in a different direction. I, I didn't know you were going to get to this yet. Okay. This is another one of my what the fucks is there at her first night at the listening to Holly Jollies. Cause I think she goes every night for like the four days she's there. Huge. Fan. Um, a huge fan. Yeah. Groupie. She shows up. She's sitting there. Hap is like, this is for our new good friend, Blanca. And she, you know, they dedicate the song or the set to her or whatever. She comes up 
after, and she's like, you guys are so good. And then he introduces her to the rest of the band. <laughs> maybe it was one of those, maybe it was one of those things where he's like, guys, I met this girl. She's amazing. We're going to dedicate the set. You haven't met her yet, but trust me, as your good friend Hap, I got it's this. Like, it's like, I don't know this lady. What are you talking about? They really like her, though, because they dedicate another song to her and her friend Lucas when they think that Lucas is, a, you know, like her guy. And that's, I thought that was sweet. But how yeah. many times do you have to dedicate a song to your friend? Like, I would get annoyed. In a pub that has seven people in it. <laughs> what do they do the rest of the year i don't know that's a great question but i don't know and they don't tell us it's fine it's it's neither here nor there so here's just a thing okay if if you were victoria and zane why wouldn't you send zane to be the cock block because zane is too busy getting his treatments with victoria <laughs> but like he seems like the obvious person because it's He's super gay, so it's not going to be an issue. Right. But, like, Zane can't go to a motel. Are you kidding? He's got to get the Botox and eat sushi because that's the height of luxury. I honestly have as a note, I want to live their life. I want to be Victoria and I want to have a Zane and I want to do absolutely nothing but, like, get beauty treatments and complain about yeah. life. Like, that sounds yeah. great to me. It doesn't. But I did, that that was <laughs> – that was true. You're right. That would have been an easier solution. <laughs> yeah. Um, we didn't talk about this with the art, but that kind of goes into the art. Um, so she makes this, she, like she wants to expand the candy company to include a hot chocolate bar. Uh, Lucas thinks this idea is kind of stupid. Hunter's really into this idea. I don't care <laughs> one way or the other. So she sets up this hot chocolate bar in, I believe, the motel is where it is to like test it out for and see how people like it she brings hunter in he sees it says like this is amazing here's a logo like it like he draws the logo conservatively in 12 seconds yeah <laughs> and it's genius because it's just like i mean we never see it so we you think we do it. it's a hot coffee thing that says like snows okay. snows like oh you're right bar. we do yeah. we do it, we do we do see it you're right you're right you're right yeah um it looks like central yeah. perk kind of but on a yeah mug. i mean it is right it is something that like it's the amount of time he has known about this hot chocolate bar idea is not enough to have drawn that picture yeah even if he was the flash <laughs> he's like really cool and smart and fast and the whole hot chocolate bar thing was also i had as well like, like what would one have in this hot chocolate bar and the way that she she talks about it is it kind of is like an ice cream sundae but with hot chocolate and i feel like that's an okay idea except for the fact that by the time you're done putting all of these toppings on it your hot chocolate is no longer hot like Agreed. The thing the thing that feels very different to me about a hot chocolate bar versus an ice cream sundae bar is like if you have your ice cream and you put a whole bunch of toppings on it and you're like, shit, I fucked up this. I don't like these together or whatever. You can get them out. It's fine. If you put it in your hot chocolate, tough shit. It's in there. Yeah. <laughs> Like there's this commercial for Bailey's that is has been happening this season with 
where it's like hot chocolate and Bailey's and the power goes out and she's like, don't worry, I got this. And like, and it's a gigantic marshmallow that looks really gross to me. And you can hear it go like when she puts it in there and puts a sparkler in it and it grosses me out. And that's what I thought of with this hot chocolate bar. Yeah. I'm like, we have said a couple of times on our Twitter, I don't know if we've ever said it on the podcast, that whipped cream on hot chocolate is the only answer. Marshmallows are dumb in hot chocolate. They're just yeah. dumb. Guys, they disintegrate and then they're no longer marshmallows. And then like, it's dumb. It's a dumb concept. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. That's uh, marshmallows are not for hot chocolate. No. I'm not a huge marshmallow person either way, but like they're clearly for s'mores. Yes. Like, duh. That's why. That's why marshmallows. <laughs> Just even plain roasting, fine, whatever. <laughs> Maybe if you whip it up and make it into like a frosting for a cake, that's delicious. But not in your hot chocolate, mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. My my biggest, my only other what the fuck that I want to talk about a little bit is the social media aspect. Okay, let's do that. Let's. I paused the synopsis to talk about this. <laughs> so they're like, well, put a spell on her with hypnosis. Send her to a motel with nothing but the memories of her father. There will be no way. There's no way that she can link to her past. And yet they don't take her phone. And she has a social media account, which hypothetically people are following her because Lucas finds her. There was a version in my head where I was like, okay, I can make this logical. Granted, they did give her the phone. So like, yeah, problem. Um, they clear but, her phone to factory settings before they sent her to this right. motel. I mean, if, if she's using a previously used social media, like what? There's nothing about her former life on her social media page to look back on. My point exactly. Yeah. Um, but, but let's say factory settings. She gets Instagram again because it seemed like it was Instagram yeah, uh, or something similar. And she gets a new account, no followers, whatever. She knows to do that. And then she hashtags her own name, which is bananas thing to do. But she is a public figure. I did appreciate that Zane said that. It's like she hashtagged <laughs> her own name. What? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things like – Based on the characters, personalities that you get in the movie, like Zane is the one who drops her off at the motel. We know that. We're told that. He packs great for her. Yeah. I guess. She she (laughs) still has cute outfits, but then also like slumpy sweats, which is awesome. Wait, wait, but she she has got plenty of clothes. She's got her phone. She's got multiple coats yeah not a ton but like enough yeah uh you know like she's got matching things like (laughs) it just made me so mad that they just didn't have that that they were like she's never gonna get found again oh wait there's this thing in our culture where everybody can be found (laughs) (laughs) oops it would have been so easy just to be like, no, just leave her there with absolutely nothing. She cannot be findable whatsoever. Yeah, it was it was very strange. <sighs> okay, so we'll go into my crazy what the fuck. Yeah. That, this, that, all right. So she prefaced with, I am a notary public. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so part of this plan to steal... Blanca's inheritance is for Zane to become a notary so he can notarize a letter that says, I don't want it. Okay. 
So, first of all, he talks about notary school. Not really a thing. Um, I mean, I suppose you could go take a class, but why would you do that? You just have to pass a test. Like, that's how you become a notary, is you pay some money and pass a test. Most people will go online, learn the information, and go pass the test. That's generally how you do it. Also, because I am a notary, I know these really, really, really random things. The penalty for fucking up notarying, notarying, notarying. I'll take it, yeah. Uh, is potentially prison. Like you, like it, it's, it's serious. Like you don't want to get caught doing notary bad. Notarizing. Basically. Notarizing bad, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but so like if he were to notarize, the, like him notarizing this letter is fraud. It is, he sh- can and should go to prison. Um, and he, even if this, their original plan had worked, which they were going to send her to like Tahiti or something. Fiji, yeah. Fiji, whatever. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Um, if she were to be like, that's not my signature. I didn't sign this. Here is proof that I wasn't there via the plane tickets that show that I was not in the country when this man signed it. Prison. But end of story. Like, an end of story for him. Okay. Then, what they end up writing for that he, in theory, notarizes is a last will and testament. Like, she is dead. <laughs> Were they a killer in, like, a different version of the script? I don't know. Like, what, what they give to the lawyer says, like, I don't want my inheritance. And, like, upon my death, my portion should go to my stepmother so it doesn't matter because she's not dead so what i think i miswatched that part because i thought that they were reading the dad's will at that point no that part is oh my god so they were gonna fake kill her and send that's when they sent her to the motel oh my god you don't know it's very weird because it it does say she wants to bequeath her portion of the inheritance to victoria upon her death like it's just very strange. Then, for something to be notarized, it is signed by the notary. That's that's part of it. The notary has to sign it. No, Zane did not sign this. He just put a stamp on it. The stamp also says, the seal of Michael A. Smith, state of Massachusetts. Is his name Michael Smith and we just call him Zane? Where, what? That does sound like please a very explain. Zane thing to me. That he please be, explain. That he'd be called Zane. I'm not Michael yeah. anymore. I'm Zane. Right. It's it, Well, that part, I was just like, I don't understand. Are, like, so, something is unclear. You didn't sign it. It's only signed, like, by Blanca. So it's not notarized. Properly, I love you, and Hannah. it's notarized in Queens Village. I just thought that was cute in terms of n- a name because Queens Village, Massachusetts, not a place. I looked it up, <laughs> um, but it felt like that just tied into the Snow White story. That is but cute. I was losing my mind a little bit over this the fact that this notary didn't notary, <laughs> and it's and he should he should not be with the candy company at the end because he did it basically in front of a lawyer press fucking charges so they so they really should be in ever after where they're in like a prison washing clothes like yes instead of boxing candy apples yep i don't know uh, like yes victoria committed fraud but i guess 
Blanca would have to press charges for that. I don't know that, like, I I think, you know, the state of Massachusetts can press charges against Zane for defrauding the state of Massachusetts. Uh, There are a couple other things I should probably just, like, mention because I don't understand. Um, Real quick. First, um, Hunter gives Blanca a necklace at the end of the movie as if it's important and we've met met the necklace before. (laughs) What is it? About okay, so I have this as a hallmark hallmark. Fucking snowflake necklace. Like, why is this such a thing? So many people have them, so many people want them. I do not understand like the symbolism of a snowflake necklace. Okay, yeah, it's unique and people are unique, just like snowflakes. Fuck you. Like it's not cute. Sorry. What, you're not a 12-year-old who bought it at Claire's? Oh, my God. That's the only <laughs> place to buy a snowflake necklace. I mean, I have I a snowflake necklace. I wear it at Christmas, kind of. But only like – no, I'm sorry. It's dumb. No. It, it's not it's sentimental. Dumb. It's kitsch. Yeah. But I also – but the way he gives it to her is it, it's as if it means something that we should understand, which we do not. We do not. And he was having such a problem with the class. Did you notice that? Like he yeah. was like playing with it the entire time he was saying his line as if like a – like on like actor version of like, I can't get this open. <laughs> um, and then the last little tiny thing is uh, at, at their wedding at the end, he takes a flower and he puts it in her hair. And my thought was like, don't you dare fuck with her wedding <laughs> Leave it alone. Don't know. <laughs> so funny. Oh my god. All right, we need to get into some Hallmark Hallmarks. Otherwise, this is going to be a long ass episode. Long- we knew this was going to be a long. That's episode. true. All right, Hallmark Hallmarks. She bakes, kind of makes candy. Yeah, I said that too. Great. Uh, Dad is dead, and life is hard. Yes. <laughs> um, baked goods must be delivered in baskets, which we've talked about before. Uh, it's three weeks till Christmas. Yeah. Uh, he is an artist. Oh, look, a small town. <laughs> uh, we have a rich rival. Uh, uh, she is instantly part of a community. Very nice. We have a lot of red dresses in this. Mm. She exclusively wears impractical shoes. Yes. She's in pumps the whole movie. Well, how do you know she's a woman if she's not wearing heels, Hannah? <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, hot chocolate and various other warm Christmas drinks. Deception on the part of Hunter. Yes. This is kind of an across the universe, but I'm putting it as a Hallmark Hallmark. Okay. Testing your wares at a local coffee shop to see if they sell. Yeah, true. Um. Okay, this is a new one, but I feel like it might need to be part of Hallmark Comics Forever. Planning a meetup, arriving, and then very quickly saying you have to leave. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, Overhearing a conversation and leaving before you hear the point. We have cookie decorating. I have staring wistfully at a photo. Um. How does someone like you not have a boyfriend? Oh, my God. Um, I'm already at the snowflake necklace. Okay. I've got a few more. Um, okay. We have picking out a Christmas tree together, even though it is a pink tree, which is not Hallmark kosher. 
No, it's gross. Um, something has to be done by Christmas, which in this case is stealing Bianca's inheritance. <laughs> See, I call her Bianca. Right. Stealing Blanca's inheritance. Rich kid is so good at heart that they prefer the f- simple life. Someone refers to the city. Yay. Uh, now we can, now, now we're at you. Amazing. So yeah, snowflake necklace. We talked about that. Uh, we have a one year later and it's at their wedding. Um, and it is a Christmas wedding and not just a themed Christmas wedding. <laughs> I had, I had as a, um, well, across my universe, but it doesn't. So they, Christmas is now Christmas, her birthday and her anniversary, which is kind of within my universe because my anniversary, Christmas, and my birthday um, are kind of all close by. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if he forgets her birthday and their anniversary, like, oof. he's fucked. Yeah. Okay. Pretty parade. So after all of this, I will say that I had a lot of pretty parades in okay. this movie. Um, I'm going to go through them really fast because they're not really great. Um, Whoever filmed this was having fun because they had a lot of really interesting shots. Um, Like when we first meet the prince, the camera movements are really neat. There was like a cool, like soft focus, like entrance when we meet Victoria. Um, Zane has like amazing brooches and tie clips that I thought were awesome. And the red dress that she was wearing when she was hypnotized was like boat necked and like really, really cute. But I will say that there is a cookie stand that is basically a chandelier. And I was about it. <laughs> There's a lot of prisms in this movie. Um, so I, I just in general, I liked her like 1950s style that she yep. had on a lot. I think it like really worked for her. I did have an anti though. Uh, so she is wearing this like pink gown because Lucas take her, takes her to the ballet for their first date, I guess. Um, this, like, pink satiny gown, which the color pink on her skin, it just, like, did not work. Washed her out very bad. Plus, she's wearing, like, a fur shrug, but it's there's snow on the ground. Her arms are uncovered, and she's wearing gloves. It's just bad. She <laughs> looks like she should be cold and evil. I totally understand that. We already talked about my anti, which was the butcher's block with the cheap Michael stencil on it that is supposed to be. Yeah, it's art. Oh, that is that was bad too. Um, did you, you? We've talked a bunch about your across the universes, but did you have any specifics? I had one more. Okay. Um, so like Miss Annie Claus, she lives in a Christmas motel <laughs> that is somehow. A livable motel because there's a kitchen and things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my my across the universe. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, did you have any new and noteworthy? Just the fact that they talk about stress. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's they, they attribute her, her amnesia being stress related. And I thought that that was cool because we don't often talk about we most of the time stress is worn as a badge of honor in these movies. And it was right. bad. Right. How about you? I didn't have one. Supporting shout out. Um, I loved Zane and Victoria. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. I said Zane is having the best time in this movie. He's so campy. <laughs> and 
what bugs me about this movie is Zane and Victoria are actually, I liked them a lot. And I thought Victoria was actually a really great actor. Like, I think that their moments together were very clever and good. Like, there was a moment where Victoria's doing sit-ups and she's like, and they start doing them again. And she's like, 75? And he goes, 15. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, I looked her up. Um, the woman who portrays Victoria is a, a soap opera actor. She has won a daytime Emmy. She's actually pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so I felt bad that this was not as good of a movie because they were so good in it. Yeah, no, they were They were definitely the fun part of this movie. But, you know, this is feels like the epitome of, like, playing the villain is way more fun. Like, absolutely. Clearly. Yeah. Kiss meter. I want, I want you to go first. Um, there are three kisses that I rated in this movie. I've already said that I think he is uh, way too old for her. So I don't like that. So the first kiss, they are seated. They are under a little like children's canopy as far as I'm concerned. Yes. He has just given her the terrible, terrible frame. I gave it a four. You don't really see the kiss because then we get into like memory montage things, and like and again, this little canopy thing, like it looks like the fort they build in the holiday with the children. So I didn't, I didn't really like it though. I understood the purpose of the kiss. The purpose gave it points. (laughs) I gave it a six. Okay. Kind of the same, kind of the same thing. Dialogue was dumb, and I was distracted by the lights flickering, so I didn't really pay attention to it. But it seemed okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the second kiss, which is like the we've made up, and now it's Christmas, and she's inherited everything. Like everything's gonna be fine. That one I gave a six because I thought the dialogue was dumb, and I would have been willing to give it a seven if. They were not like Popeye and olive oil style kissing where they like felt like they were like really far away from each other. (laughs) And they're doing it like the way it's done is you're like they're alone next to the Christmas tree, blah, blah, blah. And then you pull out and you realize it's an open kitchen concept and all the holly jollies are watching from the kitchen. And that was really upsetting. Yeah. (laughs) I really didn't like it. I agree. I gave it a 6.75. Okay. Um, literally, like, dumb dialogue, but good contact. All right. Um, for me, the best kiss in the movie is the final kiss on the dance floor uh, when they are married. And they actually feel like they maybe like each other. It's unclear. Yeah. And I said, it's tops a seven for me. <laughs> I, I was a little bit nicer. I gave it a 7.5 because I thought it was fine. It looked good. Like, they look like they can kiss okay. I don't know. Done. All right. So we're on the same page. We're just like. Sure. Our barometers are different. <laughs> yeah. I was, I mean, I was kind of over them kissing at that point. Like, yeah. I was like, fine, whatever. So, Katie, would you recommend others watch this movie? <sighs> Man, I thought this was a wild ride. To be honest, so I think if you want, if you get, if you, 
use these movies as an energy source the way that Hannah and I use them to feed our souls, then definitely watch this movie because it's bad. <laughs> um, it's like the production quality is low, very low. Um, if it wasn't for Zane and Victoria being as great as they were, I would say absolutely not. But because they're having so much fun and I wish that this had, I wish this movie had leaned in on the joke a little bit more. It takes itself too seriously. So then it's bad. But if it had been like goofy, fun, cheesy romping time, then it would have been amazing. There is a movie that I think Zane, Victoria and Lucas Prince are all in. That's, the fun one. Yeah. The Holly Jollies, Blanca, and Hunter are in this other more like earnest movie, which like is not as fun. It felt like to me that this movie had echoes of Enchanted, where yeah. the fairy princess is no longer in fairy princess world and starts to grow up. And that's sort of like between the between the Lucas and Blanca kind of that's where it felt like to me when James Marsden comes back and she's like, I don't belong in your world anymore. Yeah. And if it had gone there in that sort of if it was cheesy, like Enchanted is cheesy, <laughs> like I, I would have gotten. I really it. enjoyed the like Lucas Prince being like the princess found his queen like social media, like crafted post kind of. I've been dreaming of yeah. a true love's kiss. <laughs> yeah, like it was. I enjoyed that. That was yeah. So this this to me, I think, is a specific mood. I want to yell at the TV and watch a bad movie. Bad, but that's that's what this is, and like that's the only way to watch this movie. Like it, for sure, you can't watch this movie with like I just want to. Uh, fun Christmas movie. It's not it it's not a fun Christmas movie. It is a movie to get drunk to. Yep. If if you have a bunch of friends over and you want to play bad Christmas movie bingo or get drunk or and like throw popcorn yeah. at the TV, like, then do it. Is, this is not a movie that I would be like, oh you're homesick. No, not for you. Not I for was you. homesick when I watched this movie. I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right, everybody. So thank you for joining us on this wild ride of a movie. Um, and make sure you're following us on Twitter. One kiss means forever, where one and the four are numerals. Um, that's also true on Instagram and Facebook. We live tweet the new movies as much as possible. So follow us on there. Uh, and you can always email us. That is one kiss means forever at gmail.com. And that's all spelled out like it is on our logo. Thank you to Flint Pastors for our intro outro music. His stuff's on Spotify, Apple Music, and SoundCloud. Uh, and if you have a moment, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.